0: Hey guys, this is Vanessa, and my podcast is Life Paranormal with me. Listen as I serve you all things spirit, paranormal, and unexplained. Join me every other Saturday as my guest hosts and I recount our own experiences that will perplex and utterly terrify you. Life Paranormal with V is available on all major platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Join the Lifer fam by following me on Twitter at vlifeparanormal. Follow, like, subscribe, and hit that notification button so you can always catch a ride on this spooky vibe.
1: episode see you next tuesday i'm jesse i'm amanda and we're halfway through the month of december yay and we have a a shocking surprising update for you okay it's not that shocking but
0: we do yeah you remember no
1: we're gonna be switching it up a little bit here oh yeah so
0: (laughs) i didn't know we were telling people yet
1: oh it's up to you do you want to
0: tell people I mean, I guess we have to now.
1: We don't have to. We can just say stay tuned for the latest on the latest episodes after this one for our update. But one update we can give you is go check out our Patreon series on the Duggars. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: We are going to have an update on um, Papa Duggar.
1: Yes. At the end of the month. That's all we're going to say.
0: That update's going to come out the 25th, right?
1: Yeah the 25th so it's a special Christmas gift from us to you yes
0: or Hanukkah gift or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa
1: yep or any other holiday that you are or are not celebrating and
0: if you don't celebrate anything it is just a
1: Festivus for the rest of us <laughs> oh
0: that's good I got
1: it from Seinfeld I didn't I didn't make that up I wish I did
0: it's just a little middle uh, end of the year funsies
1: yeah exactly I'm I'm kind of partial to Festivus, I got to say. Yeah. It makes more sense, especially the airing of grievances. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, every holiday should have that. Let's get this shit out of of the way first, and then we can all be friends again after this.
0: Or you just, if you got a problem with someone, you go, "Mm, I don't like you no more, and you don't invite them.
1: That's true. Well, if they're with your family, though, you know how that is. It's kind of hard to, like, not invite people,
0: but... Absolutely,
1: do it. Because honestly, a lot of times, family- if you don't
0: want to see them, don't see them.
1: Yeah, it can be pretty toxic. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not seeing my family for the holidays.
0: I am a believer of, but their family is not an excuse.
1: Right. Yeah. The whole blood thicker than water thing isn't always true. Sometimes your chosen family is more thick than
0: yes the one you were born bestest. into.
1: Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have any other updates besides uh, <laughs> that one. How about you? Do you have anything work-wise that we want to help our fuck my work-life friends at their podcast with?
0: Um, not that I can talk about without possibly getting fired or sued.
1: Oh, you've gotten to this point.
0: Yes, it's gotten that bad. <sighs> What about changing careers in your 40s? How do we feel about that?
1: I say do it. If not now, when, right? Everybody else is doing a career change.
0: I mean, it's like the devil you know versus the devil you don't know.
1: That's very true.
0: You know what I mean? I do.
1: I do absolutely know what you mean. Yeah. It's like, do I want to dive into this new world and like potentially have worse issues that are different or do I want to keep working with this awfulness as it is? Yeah. I am leaning towards you know the first one for you. That's my opinion.
0: <laughs> but rolling things around in my
1: head. Yes, of course. But anyway,
0: Any who's it.
1: If you haven't ordered your your holiday gifts yet, we yo. You might want to get on the, the internets and make sure that happens so they arrive in time.
0: Like our link tree where we have stickers. Yeah.
1: We have some cute ass stickers. So if you're thinking about buying gifts, hey, send one to your favorite auntie or coworker or bestie.
0: Yeah. Or, or to yourself. I was going to say, or for yourself. Exactly. I get those out biggest.
1: Oh, you do, actually. And the other thing is, is who doesn't buy Christmas gifts for themselves as they're buying gifts for other people? Who doesn't do that?
0: I did. I have a jigsaw puzzle over there.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, everybody does it. Everyone's like, oh, I'm going to buy this and then I'll get this little cute thing from myself.
0: Because I worked real hard picking out those gifts for you guys.
1: (laughs) I slaved over the Internet for at least 20 minutes deciding on the specific color and size. You're welcome. I deserve a gift.
0: I mean, I work really hard picking out gifts for my friends. And then for family, I'm like, "Mm, you get the same slippers you got last year.
1: (laughs) Like, well, if they like them, you know, why mess with what's working?
0: Exactly. Yeah, I get it. But for my friends, I'm like, oh, you know, it'd be great for them.
1: Yeah, I sound like me. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Our family trauma runs deep. We'll just put it that way. So if you also have family trauma and this is a traumatizing part of the year, we feel you. We hear you. Message us. Reach we'll probably,
0: out. We go into the same shit. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're forced to spend the holiday at some point, some point in the holidays with your family, mm-hmm. message us. We're probably doing the same thing and need an out too. We'll yeah. talk about it.
1: Yeah, we'll be your out. Just say my podcast friends won't let me hang out with you.
0: <laughs> say. I have plans with my friends, Amanda and Jesse, Mm -hmm. and then go home and listen to us.
1: Yep. They don't need to know who we really are. And, you know, you're welcome for the excuse.
0: Anytime. Yeah. I'm here to help.
1: Okay. So I do have another update and this one. I guess we can talk about. And that's I'm doing the 31 days of horror slash scary slash sci-fi movies this month. Instead of October, I started to in October and it didn't get very far. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it this month. Why not? Why not this month? Why not? Who, who's saying I can't? No one. That's who
0: you do you, boo. Exactly.
1: So so far, I've made it through a few. Um, I thought Possessor was going to be scarier than it was. It's really gory. It's from Brandon Cronenberg and his, his dad did the fly. So if that gives you any clue, the level of like gore that you're going to get into, it's gory as hell. It, it was even where I was like, Ugh! like, I even had to do my hands in front of my face a few times. I am glad I watched it during the day, though, because I'm a bitch who will leave lights on at night if I watch a scary movie enough to the point where I need to leave lights. on. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> I'm still like 12 years old. Like,
0: oh, my God, <laughs> I, just, I just don't watch movies.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. You're You're more into reality. Deep.
0: But I do want to see the new Ghostbusters.
1: I do too. It looked really good. People liked it. People are saying they liked it.
0: Once I heard about the whole um, backstory. God, which one of our pod friends did the Ghostbusters? Ooh.
1: Oh, oh. So sorry, we're forgetting your name right now. I, I remember to an
0: episode on it. Um, was his?
1: I don't know. Okay, she's gonna look that up, but I've heard that people cried, and if it's anything like the end of the Mandalorian, then I am here for it. Um, oh my god! Yeah,
0: people cried. I don't. I don't do emotion.
1: Well, you can be angry because that is the one emotion you do tap into. It's
0: the only one I got, people. <laughs> I can't help it. You
1: can just be very, very angry at the end as I'm crying.
0: Well, we would be a pair at the movies, wouldn't
1: probably. we? You're over here so mad, like, I fucking hate this, even though you really love it, and I'm just like, ah. maybe we should go see it together. Is this still in the theaters?
0: I don't know if I'm prepared to be in a movie theater.
1: Yeah, that's why I haven't gone either. And I used to be a big movie theater gal. Like I was there for everything, everything. And yeah, I can't even I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was like, what was the last movie I actually saw in theaters? And I couldn't remember. I, I it was probably some Marvel thing because, you know, for a long time, that's all it was it was Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Couple movies here and there that weren't. But I think it might have been. But I'm I'm with you. It's, it's a little uncomfortable. I get, you know, like I've been in like enclosed restaurants and shit like that before and, you know, whatever but yeah for some reason the movies are still a little I- I'm with you I'm a little on edge as well
0: yeah I mean I you know I've gone to the store I've done things like that but I just I yeah. don't do it a lot I right don't I don't know it could be my whole like autoimmune <laughs> immunosuppressant medication situation,
1: right? You, you're you like, I probably don't want to be around a group of people that there's this virus going around that hurts people's immune systems. Yeah, fair enough. That's a good point.
0: So. Um, I meant to tell you about me and my daughter went to Five Below for one item.
1: What happened?
0: I spent $75 in Five Below.
1: Okay, I don't make me do this math, but I'm going to go. Okay, I'm getting out my calculator. (laughs) Fuck is my calculator? (laughs) It's at least 20,000 items, right?
0: I mean, I'm just saying. um...
1: How many items is that? Okay, so 12 would be 60. So you got at least, you got more than 12 items.
0: I bought a shit ton of stuff.
1: What did you buy? Do you want to say?
0: Well, I went in for a foundation brush because mine was just beyond cleaning. Oh, yeah. And really, like, do you need one that costs more than $5?
1: I mean, some people would say yes because it's like real Fur and blah, and like, oh, this one spreads, blah, blah, blah. Do
0: I need one that costs
1: $5? <laughs> no, I don't either.
0: So I got that, and then she needed a Christmas gift for this organization that she's involved in at school. Mm-hmm. And so There was a Price Lemon, so Five Below was perfect. And I was like, they had this little, like, 12 days of Christmas socks, advent calendar thing. Cute. And it was real cute. And she's like, that's perfect. And I'm like, oh, look, stockings. You can put it in the stocking as the wrapping. She's like, Mom, you're great. I'm like, I know I'm great. And then we get home, and I'm like, when we were checking out, you just handed me your shit. So I bought your shit.
1: Oh, yeah. She knows what she's doing. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, she's she not going to use her own money.
0: She said with a shit-eating grin on her face. What'd she say? She was like, she was like, oh, I didn't realize I handed you my stuff. Hell yeah. Yes, you did. Yes, you did.
1: Girl. Mm-hmm. She's also good at what you're good at.
0: I don't know what. What? I don't what? know how
1: we have a Hulu subscription now. Super I weird. I
0: don't know. We still have Hulu? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we got that. And then, of course, Five Below has Haribo gummies. If <sighs> you buy five packages, it's only a dollar a piece instead of $1. twenty-five. So I had to buy five.
1: I mean, yeah, that's, you'd be losing money if you don't buy five.
0: Exactly. And they're
1: fucking gummies. What'd you get? Do you have them right there? What is that?
0: I have um, the Sour Streamers. Nice. I have the Star Mix.
1: Classic. Classic Starmax.
0: And then we got the big frogs that have the white bottoms. That's mm-hmm. three. And then I got classic bears. Yep. And cherries. I was
1: gonna say it's either cherries or cola. Yes. Or if you get both, you can do a cherry cola.
0: But I like the fuzzy cola. See, okay, I have
1: yet to well, I need to get into the fuzzy cola. Because I've just had the OG cola and now you're like, oh, there's a fuzzy cola. I'm like, what?
0: Yeah, if fuzzy cola is good. And then I got um, a candy for everyone in the family, but just one.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, they don't deserve yeah. five. <laughs>
0: <sighs> no. And then I got a stocking stuffer for one of my pod sons. It's real cute. I'll show you later. It's in the closet over there. Um, and then I don't even know what else I bought. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the fact that
1: you spent $75 at Five Below is.
0: So here's what I do. I do two things with my emotions. One, I eat them. Mm. And two, I shop them away. Ah. And when I shop them away, it's like a blackout.
1: Oh, yeah. I could see that. And then you're like, what happened? And then you don't remember what you bought.
0: Exactly. I have no clue. what. Oh, gift bags. Okay. For Christmas stuff.
1: Did you buy more Christmas gifts?
0: No. Yes. I did. Two things. I can't tell you. No,
1: no, no. Cause then I'll give away the surprise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it was like a
1: so, those are your coping mechanisms with, oh, I'm handling, I have emotions happening. Oop, time to eat, or, oh, time to shop.
0: Yes, I'm like, I'm going to eat shit food. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh-huh. you don't have to feel
0: feelings. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when I called you the other day and I was like, I'm going to order this pizza and drink my wine? Yeah. Mm hmm. That's how I was coping with. Shit,
1: And you know what? We reached a consensus on that, that if every workplace just handed you pizza, a glass of wine, and had RuPaul in the background, Mm -hmm. all of us would just get work done faster and better because we're all like kind of hanging out and vibing. Mm -hmm. There's not the stress level. Mm -hmm. So all you employers out there, that's all you got to do. Pizza, wine, and RuPaul. And everybody would be happy. I think the world would, I think the wars would end. Yes. We'd solve a lot of systematic racism that way. You know, just all of it.
0: Yes, I'm here for it.
1: (laughs) Me too, actually. Which if you work from home, technically you can do that.
0: Yes, I do not. And I think everybody else who works at my job's heads would fucking explode if RuPaul showed up on the TVs.
1: That's probably true. Based on how they have spoken about people that are non-binary. Yes.
0: I am here for it and I would love to watch it go down.
1: Oh, my God. I would love to have, like, one of RuPaul's ladies, like, throw so much shade. You know yes. what I'm saying? I mean, just oh, the shade. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Yeah. But, yeah, I I also got most of my shopping done. And it's all at my house. And I need to do things with it.
0: Yeah. I plan on going through the closet this weekend. So, I have this thing that I do. I have to make sure that all my children have the same amount of gifts.
1: Did that come from when they were little and it was like a thing, like a
0: rivalry thing or? I've always done it. Okay. Always. Now, the monetary values don't all have to match up. Mm. But the amount of things that they open. Does. Does. Yes.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, because also like some, they're all very different people. They all like very different things. Uh-huh. So some things are going to be more expensive than other things. And it's not like you're putting a price tag on the child's like, oh, you're my number one kid. It's more like, I want you all to have what you want. Right? Like that, identif- that you identify with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which yeah. I love. And That's so cool. I love that. I don't know. My husband thinks it's crazy. He thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) Some years I've been wrapping gifts and I'm like freaking out and I'm like, Oh my God, I got to order my stuff. And he's like, no, you don't. And so then I have to be like, I'm going to put two things in this box and I'm going to separate these things.
1: You have a system. So he's like, what? Why do you, do you do the same thing with him? Like, do you, when you get him a gift, like, does it have to be like, Oh, you have to have two gifts. Or whatever.
0: No. I have two things for him right now, but I want to get him something else. I just have no fucking clue what it's going to be. And I'm so excited about his gift. I can't wait until opens it. I'm going to tell you what it is. He doesn't listen, so I don't give a shit.
1: Okay. Yeah. Tell me. I'm really excited.
0: So I got it off an Instagram ad. It is one of those 10 by 10 Lincoln. <gasps>
1: yes. Oh, my God. Those Instagram targeted ads, man.
0: Here's why. Because I... Okay, we have, like, 502 of these lap blankets. Yeah. Like, I have so many that, you know, those um round 10 things on the ends of my couch? Yeah. They're filled with these blankets. fur blankets. Right. And he always complains because he wants it to go from his toes to his shoulders.
1: I completely agree. But, I am with him on this. But
0: as a man, oh, you're not long enough.
1: Right. He's How, how tall is he?
0: Six feet? he's a little under six.
1: But still, taller than us. So. so, 10
0: by 10. You know how big my couch is? This motherfucker is going to go from one side of the couch to <laughs> the I have one of those big U-shaped couches. Yep. He could sit on one side of the couch. I'll be able to sit on the other side of the couch and we'll still be able to share this motherfucker.
1: I love it. When it comes in, seriously, I cannot wait to see it. Oh,
0: it's in a box in the closet.
1: Okay, I have to show it to me. So, Later.
0: I actually, so, um, We share a bank account. We don't have separate accounts. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that married couples had separate accounts. Tell this girl at work. Said that they did. And she actually said, but it's my money. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the fuck? Mm -hmm. No, we're married. We've had a joint bank account since we moved in together before we even got married. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, this like blew my mind. So. When I buy things, he manages our money and pays our bills. Right, right. I'm not very fiscally responsible, y'all. Y'all just heard me say I go and
1: And binge buy things when you (laughs) feel feelings. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) So I had my daughter buy this.
1: Oh, smart.
0: Under her name, ship it to our address, mm-hmm. and then I Venmoed her the money.
1: Right. So he's like, it just looks like you're just paying her, oh, she needs some money for whatever. Yes. Right. right.
0: Because I didn't want him to see the name of the company right. on our bank statement.
1: Right. And then he's like, wait a minute. And you're like, what? Even if it was like a gift for the kids or whatever, it'd be like there.
0: So a couple, a couple of years ago, I bought Houston Texans tickets for our anniversary, oh. for his anniversary gift. Because that's his favorite football team. Right. When I did that, I had to tell him he couldn't look at the bank account for like several weeks. I thought his head was going to fucking explode. (laughs) Because
1: he was like, I need to check things. He
0: checks it like at least two times a day. Oh, wow. Well, we've had our bank accounts... Um, information stolen twice.
1: Oh, shit. Well, no wonder.
0: And we've always gotten our money back from the bank. Yeah. But he checks it multiple times a day for that reason.
1: Yeah, that I, that makes sense. Then. So
0: he was like, I don't know that I can do that. I'm like, but you're going to know what your gift is if you give him the <laughs> <Right>. bank. <laughs> so, um.
1: There's ways. You have ways around the joint.
0: Now I do that my kids are older. Oh, yeah. But when I bought the tickets, my kids didn't have bank accounts because they didn't have jobs. But now I do. I was like, I'm going to need you to not check the bank account. Just like,
1: don't look for no reason at all. (laughs) He's probably like, wait, what?
0: But I, I have to admit, that was like the best time ever. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't even like NFL football, but that was really cool.
1: What did y'all do? When did y'all go, by the way? How long ago was this?
0: Uh, it was a couple of years ago. It was like pre-COVID and the hotel I got us at, this was really cool. Like I knew it was close to the stadium. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know is the hotel, the back of it had a gate that opened up to the stadium parking lot. So we <sighs> could walk, like we walked out the back gate and walked across the parking lot to the stadium.
1: That's amazing. That's a hell of a good gift because you don't have to drive, you don't have to park, you're already you're there.
0: Yes. Holy crap. Yeah, it was amazing, and it was so much fun. And there are these two guys. I have a picture. I took a picture with them because how could you not? They were like the crazy fans with like <laughs> the the masks and the hat. They had cape. They looked like um, 1980s crazy professional wrestlers, but oh, Texans.
1: That's awesome.
0: I'd take a picture with them. I was like, I was like, don't take my picture with these guys.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah, it was so much fun. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. It was like a preseason game, so not a lot of people were there. And um, the tickets weren't like super crazy expensive. Right. And it's also a plus when your team sucks that the tickets (laughs) aren't expensive. (laughs)
1: and your team sucks. I mean like it, okay and it's also preseason so you know but yeah they do
0: kind of suck. We still love them anyway. Oh
1: yeah for sure.
0: Like I have one of my Texas Tech players plays on the Texans.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah no it was like really fun. Like that The awesome. people around you get into it and like they become your friends for the game. Like it's just really fun.
1: I had the chance to go once to like a Cowboys game. I bowed out because of various reasons
0: because it's Cowboys
1: right but I also just wanted to see Jerry's like stadium because it was at the new stadium and what they had were the tickets where you're on the end zone but you're down Mm -hmm. in like the little like you know the end zone is essentially at face level and you are like kind of in a basement essentially where you can look out and literally see the guys running at your face
0: Mm.
1: it's Jerry Jones who the fuck you know it's him sorry Cowboys fans he's
0: I mean, insane. honestly, that sounds stupid.
1: But it. Well, everybody who went said they had a freaking phenomenal time. Same thing. You know, I think it's also because, you know, you're eating, you're drinking, you know, the people you're around.
0: I paid more for beer that day than I ever paid for beer in my life.
1: I believe it. What it was like 14 bucks a beer or some crazy?
0: I don't even know. I was like, take my money. Give me a beer.
1: At that point, you're like, I'm already here. What am I going to not drink and not eat? Come on. Yeah. Already paid for tickets, yeah. So I already paid for hotel room. So yeah, fuck yeah. it. Let's just go all in. Yeah, yeah. That
0: sounds amazing. It was fun. It was really fun. Um, I mean, I would do it again. Would Daniel? Oh. No, he wouldn't. He was like, it was cool to do. Mm-hmm. It was a cool experience, but it's not something that he was like, yeah, I'll totally want to do this again
1: right because it's like um you know it, it but also it's it's a lot because you got to drive there you got to spend the night you know it's a lot of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, but you know
0: it's always nice to get away I mean at the time we had all our kids at home and oh in activities exactly. we, they were all doing their activities and stuff so it not like a nice time to get away right but now we have one kid at home it's different he doesn't come downstairs
1: <laughs> it's kind of ideal actually isn't it
0: I, I, like, see, ah. I see him in the mornings when i take him to school and
1: i'm sure there's a lot of parents out there that are like yep
0: I <laughs> sounds see him right we eat dinner and then that's
1: it and we're done with the interactions mm-hmm. <laughs> but you'll definitely see him at christmas is what you're saying
0: Yes. Okay. Because um, there'll be food. I'll see him Christmas because we'll feed him and we'll give him gifts.
1: And then he'll be back in his room again.
0: Yes. I will admit, though, he hung out with us um, over Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, watch out.
0: Well, we, I downloaded a new game on the Switch. I downloaded Monopoly. Oh, fun. And he was um, playing Monopoly with us.
1: Oh, cool. So you could play it on the Switch? I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: Huh. best ten dollars i've ever spent
1: i need to get into that i we have a switch but um you know my pod husby husby (laughs) i'm just gonna keep it husby um that way you'll know the difference Mm -hmm. right
0: yes
1: (laughs) he mainly plays ps well four because we can't find a five anywhere um mainly but we have a switch and i just keep forgetting to like oh we can play together because he kind of does that and i watch a true crime whatever, that's not his thing. Yeah. So we kind of do our things at the same time. But, uh, man, I didn't know they had Monopoly. Is it as fun as and as infuriating as pa- playing it on a board game?
0: It is more fun.
1: Oh, why less
0: infuriating? OK, and I actually sat there and played by myself against computer players.
1: OK, that'd be fun because I do like playing it. I like also how it can go for days. You can go, okay, we're leaving the board as is. And then you come back to it. Can you do that on the game too?
0: Well, of course you can save it.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. I was going to say, because like, oh my God, you know, I mean, unless you're down to like play for eight hours, which some, yeah. We finished a
0: game with like four of us in an hour and a half.
1: What? Y'all can play that fast? That's fascinating. It takes me forever. Well, maybe the people I'm playing with, it takes forever too, but-
0: yeah, best $10 ever spent.
1: That's a great Christmas gift recommendation. You're welcome, everybody.
0: You're welcome.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. We're literally just talking about randomness right now. Should we get into murder? Yeah, we need to my talk God. about
0: murder. This, we've,
1: Sorry, guys.
0: We've been derailed. How long have we been talking? Five
1: hours. Um, about uh, 29 minutes, 30 minutes. <laughs> but, I mean, the, hey, we're going to give the people what they want. They want the motor They want the moira. So here we are. It's my turn today.
0: It is your turn. I so, look, I got all my snuggly. I'm yep. all snuggled in. Yep. Do I need my
1: snacks? If you want your snacks, it's up to you. Well, because uh, I need you. This one's interesting. Today, I'm going to take us down the road of Mary Beth Tinning. Mm-hmm. But finally. So I started her a couple months ago and then just found other people to do because I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. So the only way I can describe her is imagine the Duggars being killers. And you're already there. I mean, you're already there.
0: I'm pretty (laughs) sure there's bodies hidden on their pump. I know, but, you know,
1: just go with me with that thought. Just Mm -hmm. have that in the back of your head. Um, my sources are wiki start there. Always grunge 2021 article people 2018 article and a medium 2019 article. So and this is an SP episode. There are children that don't make it in this episode, so if this is not your vibe, we'll see you on the next one. No worries. Totally get it. Um, So Mary Beth Tinning is always on those top ten lists for moms that kill. Yeah. Always. So I was like, why? So, heck, you're up. Mary Beth Rowe Tinning was born September 11th, 1942 in Duane'sburg, New York to Ruth and Alton Lewis Rowe. If I'm mispronouncing mispronouncing Duanesburg. Sorry, is it Duansburg? Because, you know, up there in the north, they always rename things to make it sound different. Although I can't say anything because we call it Guadalupe, not Guadalupe.
0: So I think they try to be bougie up there. Ah. So they add those bougie accents. Help. Down here, it's us just being stupid. I say (laughs) Guadalupe.
1: Yes. And then you have, like, all these other names that we just totally rename, like, you know how we do. Anyway, so her dad, Alton, was away fighting WW2, and her mom worked, so they she stayed with relatives most of her childhood. Um, at one point, one of her relatives said that she was an, uh, an accident and unwanted.
0: I mean, you know, sometimes we're the best children.
1: I was told that as well. But that was by my mother. So, you know.
0: Well, it
1: chill. Totally fine.
0: My parents deny that I'm an accident.
1: Even though you're like, mm-hmm.
0: hmm I, I was planned eight and a half years later.
1: Right. It, yeah. The the gap. I know. I know. So Mary Beth uh, even told her brother, quote, You were the wanted one, not me. So she already has this like inferiority complex. I'm not the wanted one starting at a very young age. It's not a good way to grow up.
0: I feel you, Mary Beth. Yeah. But murder is never the answer.
1: Have you murdered anybody? No. Oh, that was tentative. No. (laughs) Do I need to look in that closet that you're allegedly keeping gifts in?
0: I mean, I go in shopping blackouts. I don't know what other type of blackouts (laughs) I've been in.
1: How drunk have you been lately? Do I need to be worried?
0: Well, we covered when I get drunk now, I just throw up.
1: This is so. valid. Okay, yeah. So you could even if you'd wanted to, you couldn't. Right. Okay, so we're safe.
0: Yes. For now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mary Beth said that when her uh, dad was around and she cried, he would beat her and lock her in a closet. Another time she stated that he hit her with a fly swatter, and when he locked me in my room, I guess he thought I deserved it. So good old fashioned parenting. I mean, it's the time. I'm not excusing it, but that was very it was common in the 80s when I grew up. I mean, in the 90s.
0: So a swat on the butt with a fly swatter. I'm thinking like in my head, I was like, well, I can see that. And then you're like locked in the room. I'm like, no, okay, that's that's where I draw the line.
1: Yeah. And but also this is coming from her. Yes. So we're going to grain salt that. Yes. Not saying it didn't happen. It yes. may have, again. Yes.
0: We don't know. We weren't there. It's the 40s. We so weren't there.
1: Potentially. She went to the local high school, and classmates said that she was one of those people who exaggerated to make themselves look more important, and she was moody. But then again, what teenage girl isn't moody and, and doesn't I'm, exaggerate?
0: Exactly. I'm not a teenager girl, and I tend to exaggerate because, you know, it's fun. Yeah, I guess. It's, it makes for a good story. It does.
1: Like, it's oftentimes if your story is kind of like, like, you're not going to go, yeah, I went to the grocery store and I got some shit. You'd be like, oh my God, I walked in the grocery store and this bitch, right? Like, yes. you're going to like kind of get into it.
0: I'm a storyteller. Yes. So in order to be a storyteller, you've got to add those.
1: Embellishments. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Mary Beth graduated in 1961 and eventually landed a job as a nursing assistant in Ellis Hospital in Schenectady, New York. Now, that one I do know how to pronounce, (laughs) even though it's definitely not spelled how it sounds. And it's because it's a Native American word that means the place beyond the pines. And I only know that from the Ryan Gosling movie, because, of course, that's how I know that. Why wouldn't that be the way I know that?
0: I'm thinking you researched it by doing this story, but... Nope. I was surely wrong, but I am surely getting a lot concerned over here because I'm thinking I have a lot in common with her.
1: I mean, <laughs> you're like, oh, shit. Why is this my life already? This
0: is what I checked off in my head. I'm Okay, I'm not a nursing assistant. I'm, I'm safe.
1: <laughs> that's the only thing? You're like, okay, good, but this. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. There's other things you have that you don't have in common with her. That's what I should say. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're fine. So two years later, in 1963, when she was 21, she went on a blind date and met Joseph Tinning. He was quiet, a happy-go-lucky guy, and they hit it off right away, and they were married two years later in 1965. Normal. Yeah, normal. They had their first child, Barbara, in May 1967, and then Joseph Jr. in 1970 that they called Joey. The kids were healthy, happy, and Mary Beth said that all she ever wanted was to be married and have children, so she's living her dream. And so far, everything is going well. And that's the story of Mary Beth. Timm.
0: Oh, great. OK, so my star <laughs> mom this week is. I are you ready?
1: Really wish I could end right there. But no, we're done. We got quite a few more to go. No,
0: we're
1: done. <laughs> um, you just want to get to your snacks.
0: Perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You tried my trail mix, didn't you?
1: That trail mix is delicious. Heads up. If you guys find apple cider trail mix, definitely it, buy it.
0: It's H-E-B brand.
1: If you're in Texas, H-E-B brand. If your state carries anything similar, definitely get it. It's delicious. Spiced
0: apple cider trail mix.
1: Incredible. The only reason I'm not eating it right now is you'd hear me crunching as I was talking. And that's really the only reason. Ditto. <laughs> so suddenly in October of 1971, when Mary Beth was pregnant with her third child, her dad had a heart attack. She rushed to the hospital, and even on his deathbed, he didn't tell her that he loved her, which to her was, of course, devastating. Two months later, she gave birth to their third child, Jennifer, who started off life with a meningitis infection. Not uncommon. Babies, sometimes that happens. You know, they're colicky. They have fact inf- Like, it happens.
0: Babies get sick. I mean. Mm-hmm.
1: But how did it happen for her? She tried to induce labor so her baby would be born on Christmas Day. Um, okay. this might have given little Jennifer the infection that she got. And unfortunately she died eight days later.
0: So how did she try to induce labor?
1: I couldn't find out, but my guess is the typical sex, spicy food. I've heard jumping up and down. I mean, like all those things that you do. You know do. what?
0: They used to drink castor oil.
1: Possibility. So. You know
0: what? they? S- I've seen the Duggars do that on their TV show.
1: Really? Drink castor oil to induce labor?
0: Yeah, because they're like past their due date.
1: Oh, my God. Just go to a hospital, especially now. You can literally schedule a C-section if you want to, like literally.
0: Oh, they don't really like to do that unless they have to do a C-section.
1: Oh, no, for sure. I I don't mean like like obviously for the safety of the mother and the baby. But I'm saying like if that's what you want, there's ways to do that. And I find it it's just keep a note of that. She wanted this on this day kind of. You know, like, I want my baby to be a Christmas Day baby.
0: That's kind of cruel.
1: Yeah. So, obviously, neighbors, family, and friends showed up after her daughter died, outpouring of support for her during this difficult time. It finally, seems like she started getting the attention that she never got as a child. So, she started doing things that most other mothers in this situation probably wouldn't do. Everyone grieves differently. Not an indictment of that. But... Here's what she did. She washed, ironed, folded, and packed up all of Jennifer's clothes, toys, furniture, and threw them away.
0: Well, that's normal.
1: Yeah. Nurses at the hospital said that she showed no emotion after Jennifer died, and friends said that she didn't cry at her funeral and even seemed to enjoy herself. But who's going to say anything to a grieving mother? Nobody.
0: I mean, I wouldn't say it to her face.
1: Oh, no. There, there were many conversations afterward, I'm sure. And it would have been you and I, like, this bitch is
0: not crying?
1: Seriously? Nothing? No emotion? Nothing? Flat? Yeah. Nothing? It would definitely have been us. That was us in the server alley. How many times? Oh my God. The T. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. If y'all don't know, if you've never been a server, servers talk so much shit. So much shit. So much shit. Bartenders, we all do. All of you us know do. what?
0: If you want to do somebody a solid, I'm not saying break up with your significant other at a restaurant because that's cruel to the significant other. Do it.
1: Do it. <laughs> Please do it and make it real public. So at least the servers have something to talk about because, damn it, sometimes that you need a release valve in that job and some, seeing other people's It's sleep, great. It's phenomenal. We're it's just awkward. like,
0: oh. it's awkward as fuck if it's your table, but if oh. it's somebody else's,
1: and you're just like, Amanda, look at your table. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hi. Yeah. You need some more salsa? OK. You know?
0: And then you're like, you want another beer?
1: Yeah, right? Y'all want some more alcohol? I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Let's but do But it's that.
0: awkward as fuck because you're like, do I go? Do I not go? Right. For- but then if you have the table next to it, you're all over that table. You're like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just trying to glean more information. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to listen, listen, listen. And I'm like,
0: Jessica, go to your table and find out why they're bringing up. I know find out what's <laughs> going on. What did he do? Did he cheat? Did he cheat? Oh, she cheated? She the cheater?
1: Yep. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. It's the best. It truly. Oh, or when you have coworkers sleeping together. Oh, well, that's the best. And
1: everybody sleeps together servers, unless you're with somebody outside of work. Everybody sleeps together. So, yeah, there's always like tea and drama there.
0: It's the best. Oh,
1: truly. That's the only part I miss is that. Yes. The hours and the pay, no thanks. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So two weeks later in January of 1972, baby Joey was rushed to the emergency room. Mary Beth said that he had a seizure and choked on his own vomit. The doctors did thorough examinations but couldn't find anything wrong with him. So just to be safe, though, they kept him for 10 days at the hospital and treated him for a viral infection before releasing him back home. This didn't last long because hours later, Mary Beth was back with Joey at the hospital, but he was DOA. She said that he laid down for a nap, went to check on him, and he wasn't breathing. Keep in mind that he's a toddler.
0: She poisoned him, didn't she? He's
1: a toddler. This isn't a SIDS situation. So... She came back to the ER with him. She said that he was blue when she found him. And they assumed the cause of death was cardiopulmonary arrest, but they didn't do an autopsy. Again, super weird circumstances. And again, she wash, packed, and trashed everything that was Joey's.
0: Of course she did. Mm -hmm. You know what? I don't know her story, by the way. You don't? No.
1: But, I mean, it's kind of like- I'm here for this. Yeah. So on March 1st, 1972, Barbara, she was- Around five at this time was rushed to the ER with Mary Beth saying that she also had convulsions. This time the hospital staff were wary of their frequent flyers, so they wanted to keep Barbara there under observation. Mary Beth said no and took her home, where she was back again at the hospital with an unconscious Barbara. They tried to save her. Barbara went into a coma and died. Again, no autopsy, and they thought her death might be because of Ray syndrome. Looked it up. Ray syndrome is rapidly rapidly worsening brain disease. Symptoms may include vomiting, personality changes, confusion, seizures, and loss of consciousness. While liver toxicity typically occurs, jaundice usually does not. Death occurs 20 to 40% of those affected, and about a third of those who survive are left with a significant degree of brain damage. The cause of Ray's syndrome is unknown. It usually begins shortly after recovery from a viral infection, such as influenza or chickenpox. Around 90% of cases in children are associated with aspirin use. Who knew?
0: Oh, I've heard of that.
1: Weird, right?
0: Yes. It's from too much aspirin.
1: So, and then inborn errors of metabolism are also a risk factor. So it's like either your metabolism ugh, metabolism is all fucked up or I guess what, too, too much aspirin
0: you said? I think so. Okay. I, I think so. Like so, an overdose.
1: So that's what they thought. They're thinking, oh, Ray syndrome, you know, at least they're trying, the, I will say one thing about the doctors in this case. Okay. They're trying I'm going to leave that there for now. But I have other opinions later. So. So by now, people starting to get suspicious. We've got three kids. Gone. Very close together. Weird circumstances. Some neighbors said that maybe she carried a death gene that caused her children to stop breathing. Another neighbor said that Barbara had been to the, her house on the same day that she was taken to the hospital. And when it was time to go, Barbara didn't want to leave. And Mary Beth threatened her saying, you're going to be with your brother. Now, keep in mind, Joey...
0: Had passed away by this time.
1: Yes. Life. A nurse at the Ellis Hospital also had suspicions that she told a doctor, who of course ignored her. Eventually, they moved to another neighborhood, and Mary Beth became a waitress to help ends meet. Here's what's interesting Ellis Hospital in Schenectady was where she originally volunteered as a nurse's assistant.
0: Interesting.
1: So, Mary Beth knew some things about nursing healthcare you know, at least something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't start, stop fucking during all of this. Yes. I wrote that.
0: <laughs> Cause I was just I like, mean, what is happening? You know, but wouldn't you,
1: I wouldn't want to have kids ever again. If that happened to me.
0: Well, I mean, three in a row, it wasn't an accident. No. So if it was accidental, maybe. Yeah.
1: You'd be like, I'm cursed. No, thank you. Goodbye.
0: But it wasn't an accident.
1: Right. So they had another child in 1973, Timothy, who was born on Thanksgiving Day. Because she got rid of all her baby things, her new co-workers at the restaurant threw her a shower because we're good people. Restaurant people are good people. Unfortunately, Timothy was brought to the hospital DOA on December 3rd, on December, excuse me, at three weeks old, saying that she found him that way in his crib. Doctors, again, don't do an autopsy. And they said he died due to SIDS, which at that age, yes, is possible. But knowing her history, the fact that they didn't do anything is weird. My only thought is that she brought him into a different hospital or the nurses aren't the same. You know, at the time, there's no like computerized records, you know, like there's a lot of or they
0: just didn't remember
1: or they didn't remember.
0: I mean, they see a lot of people, you know,
1: true, very true. Something interesting happened a year later when Joseph, her husband started to complain to his brother that Mary Beth's food was tasting bitter. His brother, after the kids dying was like, "Go get it tested, dude." And he didn't. Instead, he moved on with his life. Joseph was just like, "Eh, hey, you know, whatever." Which of course he shouldn't have done because he later admitted to the hospital. Was admitted to the hospital with a near fatal case of barbiturate poisoning. Mary Beth called her brother and sister-in-law at 3 a.m., screaming that Joe was dead. When they got there, he was unconscious on the floor, and she was saying, I didn't do it.
0: Of Yes, because that's the first thing you say.
1: Right. But at the time, she hadn't called the hospital. So they finally took him to the hospital, where they found out that Joe had the poisoning, and Joe survived and declined to press charges against his wife. Of course. I have a lot to say about Joe. He just reminds me very much of Amy Bishop's husband. Like, a, oh, it's okay. Oh, it's just coincidence.
0: Well, oh, it's just. I mean, would you what? ever assume that your husband was doing that to you?
1: At a certain point, yeah. Three kids are dead. Fourth, dead. My food tastes bitter. My brother is telling me don't eat my wife's food. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, it's kind of weird. You would listen to your gut instinct after a point at this point yes if it were oh i was poisoned first before the kids died no i wouldn't believe it i'd be like get get, get out of here but now i'm like dude all the evidence is right there. i'm also true crime you know so i'm in is that it, world <laughs> probably yeah yeah um <laughs> crazy so Mary Beth isn't stopping there of course not getting the family that she deserves and wants right so in March 1975 they had another child Nathan everyone including her previously supportive co-workers were surprised and she said I'm a woman that's what women are supposed to do
0: oh yes have babies yes
1: girl don't don't fit in those gender stereotypes
0: yes I'm pregnant right now yep.
1: Yeah. They were like, okay, and they threw her baby shower again, and they were hoping that this child would beat the curse of the family.
0: Hold on. If y'all didn't get that, that was sarcasm. I'm not pregnant.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Neither of us is pregnant.
0: I had a hysterectomy, not pregnant.
1: Same. There's zero chance. I mean, if we were, it'd be like.
0: I would already be a gajillionaire.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'd have, you would have the um, miracle baby. Okay. It would literally be a miracle baby.
0: My husband's had a vasectomy, too.
1: Oh, geez. Even more. Like, there's no way. Yes. Hilarious.
0: I, I, here's why I say that. You know how I joke about being from Florida? Yes. Somebody thought I was really from Florida. Really? They didn't catch that.
1: The, so, yes. So it's, it's very subtle. I can see her face to know, and I also know her. To know she's being sarcastic, but yes, you're right. That's-
0: so I said it, and then I was like, I was really quiet when I said it. So I was like, oh shit, I don't want people to think I'm really pregnant. You're
1: ready to get baby stuff at the mail, at the PO Box? And you'd be like, um, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Definitely don't do that. Do no. It. Do it, you guys. Do it. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs>
0: yeah this would be great i love it not possible (laughs) oh god no
1: yeah right so um what okay what happened okay so she had another child nathan um they're hoping that he beats the curse and this time the hospital sent her home with an apnea monitor so very much like Kathleen Fulbig. Remember the blanket?
0: Yes. I was about to say, this sounds really familiar. Have we already done this story?
1: Basically, Kathleen Fulbig. Very similar.
0: This is why I thought I had multiple personalities before I was diagnosed with MS.
1: Right, because you don't remember and then it sounds like something else. and You're like, holy shit. Did I, did this happen previously? Like, did I, was I part of this? Oh. Yeah. No, but the interesting thing is remember Kathleen, by now she was already like being arrested. Three kids in, yeah. one, two, three is, remember? Yeah,
0: because that was Australia too, right? Mm-hmm.
1: America. Yep. America. But at this time, she showed up to work at the restaurant that September with a lifeless naked, Nathan,
0: saying that he stopped breathing. Why did she go to the restaurant and not the hospital?
1: Co-workers were like, what the hell are you doing here instead of the hospital? And they urged her to take him to the hospital. They're like, what are we going to do? Like- Why are you here? So she did take him to a hospital, but not the closer Ellis Hospital. Instead, she took him to St. Clair's where he was pronounced DOA. Again, no autopsy and no reason for him to die. So they said it was SIDS. And again, different hospital, So they don't have the history. They don't have any of that.
0: I mean.
1: Yeah. So by now, everyone's starting to get really suspicious of her behavior. Her sister-in-law was the biggest one to spill the tea. And she said she treated the funerals like a party When she got to her children's insurance checks, because of course she did, she would go on a spending spree.
0: Of course she would.
1: So it was like the funeral was a celebration of her getting the insurance checks and the insurance checks like, I'm going to buy curtains. Get this. She said, we just got the check for Nathan. So we're going to get out um, new drapes and wallpaper.
0: Because that's what I would do.
1: We just got the check for Nathan. Nathan. That statement made me sick to my stomach. I was like, that's fucking gross, dude. Yeah. Like, that's your kid.
0: Yeah, it's... yeah. Ew. No.
1: Apparently, there's was not enough suspicion to keep her from being allowed to adopt a child or have more children. They adopted a 10-year-old girl for a short time. time, And Joe seemed to like her. But when Marybeth got pregnant, they sent her back.
0: That's not how adoption works.
1: Didn't seem like she bonded with Marybeth. My suspicion is
0: she was too old to
1: exactly way too old. She would have talked. She would have said something. Mommy put something in my food, right? Yeah. Mommy tried to smother me, right?
0: Yeah. She's too hard to run down.
1: Yep. So they adopted another child, Michael, in August 1978, right after he was born. So baby, baby. And then they had their sixth child, Mary Francis, on October of 1978. So in one year, they have another two kids. January 79, she rushed Mary Francis to the hospital across the street from their home, saying she had a seizure. They were able to revive her, stating that it was a, an aborted SIDS on the paperwork. I've never heard that. I thought that was fascinating. So- what
0: is aborted? What?
1: Aborted SIDS, so I guess it means that SIDS, they were able to stop SIDS. Aborted SIDS. Oh. Yeah, I hadn't ever heard of it called that. Medical no. professionals let us know, is that common? We don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, so a month later, she brought Mary Frances in again with full cardiac arrest. She was revived again, but had extensive brain damage because, I mean, a kid at that age shouldn't be going through that kind of trauma. And a few days later was taken off life support and she did eventually die. They couldn't find out. Um, oh, excuse me. I couldn't find out if they did a cause of death for her, which I'm assuming would be like maybe cardiac arrest or something. Who knows? Yeah. You know. Again, Mary Beth did her ritual: washing, folding, packing, and throwing everything from Mary Frances. And she got pregnant again right after Mary Frances's funeral. So, if you're like me, you're thinking, "Why the heck can this keep happening?" No one said anything. No one stopped her. So she was like her sister-in-law, brother-in-law, mm-hmm. everybody like really throwing out a lot of red flags. Like, hey, this is weird. This is strange. I mean, my theory is that she started to take the kids to different hospitals, obviously. Husband was a pushover, clearly, who didn't say anything to her. And again, it's just kind of like, ah, oh, she's got the kids on lock. She knows what she's doing. We're just really unlucky or
0: yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. And her friends and family were probably like, there's no way. Not not like in denial, but like, it's suspicious, but I don't want to believe that about her.
0: Right, right. Like, they're like, there's, it's just, they're probably thinking there's no way she would be so obvious about it.
1: Right. Like, right in front of our faces. Yeah. We're all going to these funerals. We're all, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the doctors were probably thinking maybe it's a genetic thing. Kathleen Fulbig style, you know, Um, plus back then when you uh, were around anybody, you minded your damn business, period. Nobody did the see something, say something. Yeah. That was a that's their business.
0: Yes. 100%.
1: Right. So that's another thing here. But we needed at least one true crime fan of some type in the family to end this shit. Unfortunately, didn't. So fall of 79, she had their eighth child, Jonathan, because remember, she got pregnant right after Mary Frances's funeral. In 1980, she showed up to St. Clair Hospital again with an unconscious child. He was revived. But this time, the doctors wanted to do more tests because of the family history. They sent him to Boston Hospital for more testing and they couldn't find a reason why he stopped breathing. So without other options, they had to send him home. And a few days later, she was back with him. Unfortunately, this time he was brain dead they kept him on life support for four weeks, and he died in March of 1980. So that's it, right? No. So in August of 85, Tammy Lynn was born.
0: Tammy Lynn? <laughs> oh,
1: honey. And it's spelled T-A-M-I.
0: Of course it is.
1: T-A-M-I.
0: Girl with a horn.
1: This is the, right, the most 80s name. Tammy Lynn.
0: Oh, Lord have mercy. Bless, yeah. the, bless, bless the heart. Bless,
1: Yes. Again, Mary Beth did call a neighbor stating that she wasn't breathing. The neighbor saw Tammy on her changing table, blue and unresponsive. Mary Beth didn't call an ambulance and they they told her, Call an ambulance. They had to physically t- call an ambulance. Like, hello, your, your baby's blue. Um, EMT showed up, rushed her to the hospital, DOA, December 20th. This time, people were done. Nine. Nine children, right? They asked her what the hell happened. She said that she had gotten tangled in a blanket, quoting, but they didn't believe her.
0: Well, of course not.
1: I mean, yes, it can happen. But really? Nine? Come on. Um, the doctors explain examined Tammy and Tammy. And after not finding anything plus the family history, they reported her to social services and the police who interviewed them. At that time, it doesn't seem like they had done enough research into her crimes to bring her in because it was like the kind of the first they're hearing of it. Right. But they did the whole assessment like, hmm, that's a little weird. So, you know, Mary Beth and Joe went about life as, as normal. The neighbor who she called about Tammy came over the next day to offer comfort. But Mary Beth and Joe were sitting at the table having a normal breakfast.
0: Of course they were. They
1: even hosted a brunch oh, after well. Tammy's funeral.
0: I'm going to throw up. Who does that? That's a wedding thing. I'm going to throw up. Well, you know, a lot of times there's a, like, in the church basement, they have, like, a, they have food, like, people bring to the potluck. The day
1: of the funeral, yeah.
0: But not the family who is grieving.
1: A brunch the next day? Like, oh, no. yeah, girl, come over tomorrow for our brunch for Tammy's funeral.
0: No. Mm-mm. How gross is that?
1: Nasty. No. The chief of police was interested in this case, which God bless. I love that. So he asked forensic pathologist, Dr. Michael Baden, if something like this was possible. Nine kids die from SIDS. Just is that possible? He said, no. Remember this law? One sudden infant death is a tragedy. Two is suspicious and three is murder until proved otherwise. Meadows Law. Um, Which again, I'm like, eh, on the thought behind that case, because as we saw with Fulbig, Probably gen- genetics, but in this case, they're spot on. He looked into all their medical files, and here's what he found No known genetic disease at the time could kill kids so quickly. And this is known at the time. I'm just going to caveat that because, again, we don't know. They all had different causes of death from natural, undetermined, or SIDS. Michael was not genetically related to them, and he still died.
0: There's that
1: big one. SIDS babies don't turn blue. Apparently, according to Dr. Baden, I didn't know that. Um, that's what he's saying. It doesn't seem right to me because turning blue just means you have a lack of oxygen. Any person can turn blue from lack of oxygen. But. Apparently, that's a thing. Um, No one witnessed the seizures and Mary Beth was the only person with the kids when they stopped breathing. Yeah. With all of this, his conclusion was that they were smothered. They did autopsies on, autopsies on six of the kids after Tammy's death, but they didn't reveal any signs of abuse. Quote, there were so many of us on it, I guess, said Dr. Robert Sullivan's Schenectady County Medical Chief Medical Examiner. If anyone is negligent, I suppose I am. I probably should have said there must be more to this, but we all think and we don't do. I, I admire that he at least admitted yeah. that, you know, saying my this is on me. You know, they finally had enough evidence to bring her in and they took her and Joe into the police station separately on February 4th, 1986. Separate them so they roll on each other. Right. Yeah. Of
0: course, that's classic.
1: At first, she denied it all. But then after many hours, she broke down and signed a confession to smothering three of her children, not nine, with a pillow. Tammy Lynn, Nathan and timothy because according to her quote i am not a good mother I mean, well i no mean argument. we
0: can agree on something yeah
1: i agree with you you're not that's not what moms do so she was arrested and charged with tamulin's murder because they didn't have enough evidence to charge her with the other two kids yes she confessed but they also needed like you know this links you to this crime you know they needed all the pieces circumstantial Their bodies were already decomposing. Sorry. And with no autopsies done right after they died, it was hard to get evidence from, you know, the children. So Mary Beth did admit to Joe what she did at the police station. Um, And then, of course, whenever news got out about this, the the press went absolutely batshit because, of course, why wouldn't you? This is insane for a mom to do this. Um, The press was all over this and they started to blame the doctors, the social workers, the neighbors, family members, everyone, because no one could make sense of her crimes, especially going on for so long. And no one noticed like at all or no one like thought this is really weird and something's fishy here. Her trial began June 22nd, 1987, where she started off uh, strong by recanting her confession.
0: Of course she did. Let me guess. It was cohort cohort.
1: Right. Yeah. The judge ruled it uh, admissible anyway. He was like, yeah, no, go, go fuck yourself. Um, a bunch of medical experts testified and Mary Beth very smartly didn't take the stand. The jury was out for 29 hours across three days. Oh, wow. I don't know why. Again, I didn't get a chance to like see the trial, of course, or no, but
0: it wasn't on court TV.
1: I didn't look. This was in the eighties. So maybe not. That was pre-court TV. I think court TV happened right around the OJ trial time. Nineties.
0: I love me some court TV.
1: I know. Right. It's so nice. Especially because you can see the reactions, you know, actually see everyone in the case and kind of face to the name and you can understand more. Yeah. Um, I'm actually at first I was a little upset by the jury taking so long, but then I was like, you know what? I admire that they took their time and really reviewed everything That's what it sounded like to me. They were like, we want to make sure we're doing this right because a person's life does whole is in the balance here. Mm-hmm. Her crimes are heinous. Yes, but. We have to make sure we're doing the right thing. So um, she was found guilty on second degree murder and sentenced to 20 years to life. Two years later, in 1989, she was eventually indicted for Nathan and Timothy's murders once they gained enough evidence, but they didn't stick because, again, oh, excuse me, not enough to stick evidence wise. Dr. Baden believes that she has Munchausen syndrome by proxy, and he described her as a sympathy junkie. Well, story doesn't end there because she was given the possibility for parole. She tried six times from 2007 to 2017, and here are just some of the things that she told the parole board, which I love. Oh, I can't wait. This is good. I have to be honest, and the only thing that I can tell you is that I know that my daughter is dead. I live with it every day. I have no recollection, and I can't believe that I harmed her. I can't say more than that. Her parole was denied. No shit. Again in 2009. I was going through bad times. Oh. Denied. 2011. After the deaths of my children, I just lost it. I became a damaged, worthless piece of person. And when my daughter was so young in my state of mind at the time, I just believed that she was going to die also. So I just did it. Parole denied. So that's the end, right?
0: No, I have a feeling it's not. Yeah. August
1: 2018, she was released on parole after serving 31 years. Joe was there for her release and supported her the whole time.
0: So Joe's a cunt, too. He's a man cunt.
1: He's an enabler. Yeah. The conditions for her release include being under parole supervision for the rest of her life. She has a curfew and domestic violence counseling. Last we heard, she was laying low in upstate New York and is now 79 years old.
0: Well, at least she's too old to be pregnant.
1: That's true. But- Hide your kids. <laughs> do not let this woman babysit your children ever. I'm oh my sure God! There's a
0: stipulation in her parole that has to do with children.
1: Probably, yeah. I again, I. This is what I got from everything, but
0: holy shit, this person's still alive and out there.
1: Why do I feel like she should be like 105 years old? You know what I mean? Like 79, that's it. Like it feels like that. <sighs>
0: Why do I feel like she should have never been let out on Uh, while? Seriously. New York. Are you the new Florida?
1: But for real, like I get again, she can't get pregnant, whatever, whatever. But doesn't sound like she has any bit of remorse. So why the hell?
0: Yeah, exactly. I bet it was an age sympathy situation.
1: Probably. Which again, I don't mind necessarily. But nine kids she only got for three. But we all know. We know. I know. Maybe not the first one. Not not Jennifer, because that was the one that kind of sparked her like, wait a minute, I can get attention from this. I if can you get know, sympathy. You know. Exactly. So that's a bizarre and insane story of Mary Bowtening. Mm-hmm. You wanna take us away from this <laughs> and up? Yes. Please.
0: Yes. I'm gonna tell you about Marguerite Annie Johnson who was born April 4th, 1928 in St. Louis, Missouri, but we all know her as Maya Angelou.
1: (gasps) Oh my god, I'm mad at you right now. Uh,
0: Maya Angelou?
1: (sighs) Tell me everything about her.
0: Okay. She was a civil activist, a poet, and and an award-winning author, She's best known for her 1969 memoir, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, mm-hmm. which made history as the first non-fiction bestseller by an African-American woman. Um, a few honors that she received through her career was two NAACP Image Awards in the Outstanding Literary Work in Nonfiction category in 2005 and 2009. Maya had a difficult childhood. Her parents her parents split up when she was really young. And her her and her older brother Bailey were sent to live with their father's mom, Anne Henderson in Stamps, Arkansas. Why does Arkansas keep coming up?
1: It's weird, right? It's weird. It's like the April thing from Michelle McNamara. I was like, wait, weird.
0: Every story Arkansas came up and
1: in- And your other one. Yeah. It didn't come up in, in Mary Beth, though. I, she stayed around New York, but yeah. still. Oh, my God.
0: In Stamps, Arkansas. As an African-American, um, Maya faced prejudice and discrimination in Arkansas because the, the South.
1: The South. That's all I got to say.
0: Um, SP. Sorry, y'all. Um, When she was seven years old, she was visiting her mom and was raped by her mom's boyfriend. Oh, no. As revenge, her uncle's killed the boyfriend but maya was so traumatized by what happened to her um, she stopped talking and returned to arkansas and spent years basically as a mute um it was about five years she spent not talking wow. from being so traumatized um she said that she thought her voice had killed him And she had killed him because she spoke his name, so she thought she would just never speak again because her voice would kill anyone.
1: Oh, no. No, he died because he was a piece of shit.
0: Yes. So that, yeah. That's terrible.
1: It is awful. I didn't know she went through that. Wow.
0: So during World War II, she moved to San Francisco and she won a scholarship to study dance and acting at the California Labor School. And during this time, she also briefly worked as the first African-American female cable car conductor in San Fran. What? (laughs) No way! Yes. That's
1: awesome.
0: So, in the mid-50s, that's when her performance career started to take off, and she earned a role in the touring production of Porgy and Bess, and later on, in an off Broadway production of Calypso Heatwave, and she released her first album, Miss Calypso, in 1957. Nice. So, since Maya was a member of the Harlem Writers Guild, um, a civil rights activist, and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, she organized and starred in the musical revival Cabernet for Freedom as a benefit for the SCLC, which is the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Mm -hmm. And in 1961, she appeared in the off-Broadway production of The Blacks with James Earl Jones, Lou Gossett Jr., and Cicely Tyson.
1: Holy crap.
0: She won a Tony Award nomination for her role in Look Away in 1973 and an Emmy nomination for her work on the miniseries Roots in 1977.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Roots, man.
0: So in the 1960s, she spent a lot of her time abroad. She lived in Egypt and in Ghana. While in Ghana, she worked at the University of Ghana and joined a community of revolutionist returnees exploring Mm Pan-Africanism. It's the idea that the people of African descent have a common interest and should be unified. And she became close with Malcolm X at this time. Wow. So when she returned to the United States, she decided to help Malcolm X set up the Organization of Afro-American Unity, which disbanded after his assassination the following year. Mm-hmm. So she delivered a self-written poem she wrote just for the Inauguration Ceremony of Bill Clinton in 1993. It was the first time this had ever happened since robert frost delivered a poem at jfk's inauguration in 1961
1: yeah the poems at inaugurations i didn't realize was like a trend until you know biden Mm -hmm. and then i had to you know read an article like oh this was not the first time and i was like holy crap and maya angelou yeah i had no idea she was i was young i was very young so i don't remember much
0: yes so she went on to win a Grammy Award for Best Spoken Word Album for the audio version of that poem, and it was called "On the Pulse of Morning." Mm-hmm. And so James Baldwin, Maya's friend and fellow writer, encouraged her to write about her life experiences, and that's how we got the novel "I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings." James
1: Baldwin, hey, you could go into him too. He's not a mom, but damn.
0: So she did write a follow up to I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings called Gather Together in My Name in 1974, and it covered her life as an un- pothole. We're about to hit a ship pothole as an unemployed teenage mother in California when she turned to narcotics and prostitution.
1: Mm. Did what you had to do.
0: mm mm-hmm. So um. Martin Luther King Jr. was actually a close friend of Maya and he was assassinated on her birthday. And so, after his assassination, she stopped celebrating her birthday and she would send flowers to Coretta Scott King, MLK Jr.'s widow, until Coretta's death in 2006. That's more than 30 years. Wow. So, in 1944, at the age of Sixteen Maya did give birth to a son named Guy. Guy is a poet himself and goes by the name Guy Johnson. In 1952, she wed Anastasios Angelou Polos, a Greek sailor, but the couple later divorced. Maya was notoriously secretive about her marriages, and Mm. it's a legend. She was married at least three times, but we don't really know.
1: I mean, and you know what? That's her right. That's anyone's right. That's not your business.
0: So, and after experiencing health issues for a number of years, um, she died on May 28th, 19, no, 2014.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it was pretty
0: recent. Yes. So, she's my star mom because she was involved in a lot of social... Justice themes mm-hmm. with Malcolm X, and she was the first African American woman cable carded conductor, and she did a lot of things that African American women did not do, mm-hmm. and so she lived an amazing life and did amazing things, and so I just felt like we need to know more about her
1: thank you because i have read some of her poems and first of all i love her turns of phrase because how her brain thinks is so different you know like holy crap that's a great way to put that or i never thought of it that way and she just really gets you to kind of take a step back anytime i read some of her work i need to buy her book but i've been so fascinated like who is this person because oprah used to like oh my god her and Oprah, right, for a long time, used to, like, communicate. And she would be on, like, talk shows and stuff around mm-hmm. as well. I didn't realize she was an actress first. I thought she was just a poet.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that she had a performance career. And I didn't know that she was a civil rights activist and friends with Malcolm X. Wow. Um. So, yeah.
1: She literally talked to everybody from the movement we got james baldwin we got malcolm x we got mlk jr we have his wife we have i mean you also have james Earl jones up in there i mean we have like all these huge people
0: and she pulled her and she did all those things after having a baby at 16 and being an addict and a sex worker
1: right right and that just like shows you that that's not all someone is no. That's why when people are like, oh, well, it's, you know, sex worker, of course, that's what they get or that's their. Well, th- and
0: you know what? Mm-hmm. A lot of times people choose to do that mm-hmm.
1: either because they have no other choice in her case or they like it. And yeah. there's nothing fucking no. wrong with that.
0: No, you do you boom. Make your paper as you exactly. Want
1: to. Exactly. If it's not your choice, yeah, there's an issue. Absolutely. But no, for sure. It's just like, Shows you her whole, like...
0: I mean, can you imagine if people said, oh, you were a sex worker. We don't want to hire you for this play. Right. Oh, we don't want to read your poems. Oh, we're not going to let you read that at Bill Clinton's inauguration. Right. Oh, we're not going to give you a Grammy. Oh, we're not going to publish your book.
1: Right. Which is what a lot of people do. A lot of like just reduce everyone down to this one thing. It
0: doesn't make you a bad person that you did that at one point in your life or that you're still doing it because you can have so many other things to offer. That's not who you are.
1: Yep, absolutely. It's a part of your story, but it's not the whole story. And that's what people need to realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: 100%.
1: God, that's fascinating. I'm so glad you did her.
0: Well, fun fact, she's been sitting in our Google Docs for a long time.
1: (laughs) You were like, I've done her, and I just haven't gotten around to talking about her, so.
0: I actually forgot I did it.
1: Oh, well, you were like, Miss Queen, I'm super ahead. I'm the one over here like, oh my god. Like, this is the first time in ever I've been caught up with my my homework, and so.
0: (laughs) I gotta say. Because I was working on a cut mom and I was working on her and then I did her as my star mom and then I scrapped the cut mom. I was like, I'm not feeling this. Right. And then I went and did another cut mom and I was like, when I got done, I had forgotten that I completely wrote this Mm -hmm. and I just kept on going with my episodes and kept on going completely forgetting that I wrote this. And I was cleaning up our Google Drive. And I'm like, what is this document? And I looked at it and I still forgot I did it. I was like, is this this Jesse's document?
1: (laughs) And I'm reading
0: through it and I'm like, this is my writing. I write like this. Like, I did this? When did I do this?
1: (laughs) I'm just glad you found her. Honestly, phenomenal.
0: Because I labeled the document M.A., so you wouldn't know who it was.
1: Yes, because we like to hide the person that we're going to be doing from each other. Just kind of create that little more. Because w- the reason actually why is because that way you're getting our real reactions. are not We're not scripting our reactions like at all. So that's part of the reason. So I can yeah. see that's why I had to start labeling mine a little different because I'm like, OK, which one's mine? Like, like, you know, because yes. I, same, same.
0: So I've had this probably for a month and a half sitting out there. <laughs> Forgotten that i written it until I was like, oh, that's mine. <laughs> I did that.
1: I am I did a thing.
0: Huh. Huh. Look at that.
1: Well, I'm glad you did.
0: I'm like, I guess I better use it.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, if you want to hear more unhinged stories from our lives, tune in to us next week. Um, and always, as always, we'll
0: see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple podcast, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.